Hi friends, I'm Courtney. I'm a performer, speaker, and a writer. I'm a mama to three crazy boys and a super sweet dog. I decided 12 years ago that I needed to create a business that worked for me instead of me working for it. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur who may be considered a serial entrepreneur by some, but then I realized that all of my businesses focused on connection, community, and creating an incredible experience. I cannot wait to share with you how to make small but mighty changes in your life to affect your overall well-being and create a life and business you want to get up in the morning for. That's right, my friends. I am the Renaissance Mama. Hi friends, it's Courtney, the Renaissance Mama, and I have a really special guest with me today. This is part of our Mom Diaries series, and if you don't know what that is, our Mom Diaries series is all just real moms telling their stories, different seasons of motherhood, but Megan is on today, and I'm so excited because her story is very unique, and I cannot wait for her to share it. So Megan, can you introduce yourself and just let my audience know how many kids you have. For sure. Um, My name is Megan. I have two kids. Um, They are almost 12 and 13 and a half. Awesome. And now Megan, you had a very special story you wanted to share on here. So you recently, when I had asked her originally how many kids she had, give me the answer you originally gave me. (laughs) So I have two kids of my own. um, But recently last year, I carried a baby for another family. I love that. And you had answered that in the question. And I was like, that is just so beautiful because I was like, first of all, I clearly need to know more. Like I know Megan quite well, but I had no idea. So I'm so excited to hear more, but I also just love how you even worded it. Cause I was like, that to me speaks volumes. That of course is very much speaks who you are, but I just love how she was like, yeah, this is it. And this, oh, and I also have this, you know, this baby as well. So it's so beautiful. So you got to tell me what in inspired you to do this? So I, I guess I'm one of the outliers. I really enjoyed pregnancy and birth and that whole experience. Um, (laughs) I had my own children quite young. I was 25 and 26, um, and had great pregnancies. And we quickly decided our family was complete. We had everything we needed. We, you know, goal setters, that sort of thing. And so no desire to have any more children of my own, but particularly when friends of mine started building their families, I was learning that a lot of my peers were having difficulty with fertility. Um, and it, it wasn't an easy path for everyone around. And so it kind of started where two different friends of mine, actually, who were openly talking about their journeys and struggling for, with fertility, I had made that genuine offer that, you know, if you ever needed a surrogate, it's something that I'd always thought of. I've always enjoyed the pregnancy process. I'm not looking for any more children of my own. Um, yeah. And so I made that genuine offer two separate occasions. Oh my gosh. Were, can they, were just, they shocked? Like, I feel like that would, I'd be shocked, but were they like, so like overwhelmed? They didn't well, know what to do. Yes and no. So yeah. even friends of mine, modern day, when I shared about the surrogacy, they were like, yeah, obviously it, it, it adds up. Cause I had kind of planted the seed and talked about it for a long time. Yes. So the two different friends that I had talked to, uh, pitched the idea of surrogacy for yep both were able to conceive, which was amazing oh dream scenario. So happy. So incredible. Yes. Dream. And what I realized was it wasn't just about helping them. It was my goal. It was something that I really wanted to do my calling. And so I started seeking out a family that might want to build a family. So that's how I got there. 
Oh my gosh. I love that so much. You, so you need to explain a little bit more of that to me because I don't even know the process. Like, like, would you Google it? Like, how do you, where do you even start? <laughs> Um, so in Canada, you can go through an agency or you can go independently. Um, for me, I wanted the the support in the kind of the protections of going through an agency. Yes. Um, so I did that. I actually started off with one agency and they were sending a lot of different profiles. And it was again, like, I wanted to be really selfish about making this my journey and yes. uh, serve me. And it, for me, it was really important to have um, a family that I could get to know in person. So locally, ideally Canadian and local. Um, there are so many different reasons for families to go into surrogacy, um, but I really wanted a local family. So I was looking through profiles and not really finding that match. And so I actually went to another agency because I was really drawn to a story that I'd heard mm, about yeah. a couple looking to build their family. I said, this is exactly the family I'd love to help. They're only an hour away. We could go to all the appointments together. We could, um, yeah, we could keep in touch and maintain that relationship quite easily. Oh my goodness. That is so, so beautiful. All right. I mean, I, I know you quite well and I feel like it was shocking, but not shocking. How did friends and family react when you told them? Your decision? <laughs> um, it was very well received for sure. Um, it wasn't a surprise. I mean, the, the joke, even back in high school was Megan's going to have a lot of babies. I've always <laughs> babies in pregnancy and that sort of thing. Um, and so it wasn't a surprise. Um, very supportive. Actually, when I, when I talked to my husband about it the first time, so this had been a discussion for years. Um, he's incredibly supportive, but there was hesitation the first time I yep. pitched it and it was how will it impact the kids? How will it impact mm-hmm. you, your personal life, professional life, that sort of thing. And so it was very much like, this is important to you. I support you, but just how sure are you about it? And so we took probably two, three years to really think about it and continue um, to have discussions. And then it really kind of struck when I said, this is really important to me. And it was hundred percent. Yep. Let's do it. And that's so important too, because I feel like you're right. Like, especially, I don't know, I feel like you and I are probably close in age, but we go through some waves with hormones and stuff going on. So sometimes I could probably see myself making a decision like that of like, oh, I don't want any more of my own kids, but I'm going to do it. So the fact that you took the time to really be like, is this like a real decision or is this something that's just like a spur of the moment coming looming right yes (laughs) like I started a podcast you had a baby these are very different things this is what happens Oh my goodness. So funny. All right. So I, I know you chatted a little bit about having an agency. So they probably helped you with it. But um, how did you kind of navigate like sort of the legal aspects of everything yeah. and the contracts and agreements and like the things no one probably wants to think about, but you really do. Right. So absolutely. Absolutely. So in order to become a surrogate, you go through intensive medical screening, okay. um, self and my husband, um, yeah. so just to rule out wow. um, anything that might be there. Um, so intensive medical screening. And then beyond that, we, both of us had to do a psychological assessment as well as the in- intended yeah. parents um, yeah. just to make sure that we're all in the right place. We're all safe. Yeah. And yep. Um, and then after that, we needed independent legal counsel. So my husband and I, and then the independent uh, sorry, the intended parents had their legal counsel and we drafted up an agreement together. So that needed to be in place before we could do the transfer or move forward any further there. Um, the agency really was just a support system, kind of a network um, there. Perfect. And like gave you the steps, but you still had to like go yeah. do all of the things. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that kind of helps us in their expression. So like what kind of support did you receive from the agency or other professionals or like, 
I don't even know. I feel like if I yeah. had to be all again, I'd be like, wait a second, what do I need to do? Like, stop. So what I didn't know I needed and I definitely did and benefited from was community, was being able to talk to other surrogates because I don't know anyone else that's been a surrogate before. Um, You know, I followed other people and been inspired by their stories, but being able to have a community of other women that I could ask questions and not even ask questions, but I didn't have questions, but listen to their questions and uh, be part of that dialogue. Um, Our agency also had surrogate retreats. Um, So I was able to go to one of those. I was I think 36 weeks pregnant and I got henna done on my belly and we did yoga and it was just a really fun time to connect with other people who would been. You're making this sound really cool. I better not tell my husband. I'm like, wait a second. (laughs) Oh, that sounds amazing though. I love that so much. Yeah. And I'm still part of that community now. Um, And it's great to just be the one that can share my perspective and my experience to other people that had the same wonderings. And it's still your experience, right? Like I can imagine like once baby is given away, it's, it's still part of you. It's your life. It's right. It's still the day to the day. Like I can't imagine it's just like, it's all over with. So the fact to have that community to like reach out to or check in with, or obviously as well, share your experience, which is so very, very cool. Um, so I do have to ask then, like, did you plan or do you plan on maintaining connection with the intended family? Absolutely. Definitely. Oh, that's um, so sweet. Yeah. During the process, we would get together sometimes and they were only an hour away. Sometimes yeah. in person, but we definitely had our weekly meets over Zoom. Yeah. Um, and we connected every week um, at a minimum and then more often then. Um, now life is busy. Things are a little yeah. bit more sporadic. Um, surrogate uh, baby is 15 months old. Um walking and toddling around and I get pictures and videos and little snippets. And it's, it's kind of cool now. Cause it's when I least expect it. It's just, I'll be just going about my regular day and you'll get a little picture and it's just, wow, that's so amazing. And yeah. Oh, so- that's beautiful. I love that so much. And I guess it, like you said, from the beginning, that was something that you were very clear about. So that was part of the whole application process. And, and I love just like that open this is what this is. Everybody's on the same page. And then developing that relationship with them was such a crucial thing. So the fact that you're able to do that is, that's just incredible. And like, you're going to, you're going to see them grow for years. Like, it's just so, so yeah. cool. No, I oh kept, my goodness. I kept Sorry. a journal throughout pregnancy, yes. um, just because it was an experience that I wanted this, this little girl to go, to grow yeah. up being able to know how she grew and how she came yeah. to be that sort of thing. So just the silly anecdotes about pregnancy, but then also left it with a letter for her to read when she was ready and to go back and to kind of keep those lines of communication open and say, if ever you have questions, if ever you want to reach out, I would be so happy to hear from you. So happy to connect. And yeah. Oh, that's so cool. What a very thoughtful and clever idea. I like that so much. All right. So I've got to ask now, I always feel like these questions like I got to ask, but like I said, you and I are probably around similar ages. So what was it like being pregnant now in comparison to being (laughs) pregnant when you were like 25? (laughs) Yeah. The same with different. So yeah, my son was 10 when I, um, became pregnant with this little baby. So decade in between pregnancies. Um, I mean, life was different because I was working remotely. So there weren't mm-hmm. as much physical demands in my life. And we okay, were all well, coming in COVID, right? This was tw- end of 2021. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, like uh, 
there were funny things that, so I've had some, my own, the, the three pregnancies I've had, I had my daughter and then I had my son. And then I had the surrogate baby who was also a girl, um, with both of the girl pregnancies, I couldn't tolerate meat. Like from oh. moment one, it was, I, I called it wow. a vegetarian and just the idea of meat couldn't tolerate it. But my son, anything went, I could eat anything. Um, so but it was funny. Meatball, those sort of things came full circle. Yeah. Um, with that many years later and it was just instantaneous, but yeah, I mean, it was joyful. It was fun. Yeah. It was, especially with the timing. It, I mean, yes. this was a, a year and a bit post COVID. Yeah. It was a pretty great time kind yes. of in the world. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this surrogacy gave me purpose. It was like that most, it was something joyful. It was something to look forward to. It was being able to see something grow literally. Yes. Yeah. Well, so time was so you said your son was 10, which means your daughter was like 11 and a bit. Yeah. How did you explain this to those two? So we talked before we made any agreements or any matches or yeah. anything like that. Um, but I introduced it once I saw the profile of the family that I ended up matching with. Um, they had created a little video and that's what really took me. And it was just, this was absolutely the family that I wanted to work yeah. with. And so I showed the video um, to my kids so that they had the chance yeah. to really see what it was about. They had no sense of what surrogacy was. Right. We were having to explain that. Um, we like it was important to be really honest, but and to be really, really explicit. So to yeah. be really clear, this isn't a brother or sister. This yeah. isn't part of our family. And yeah. in fact, it's not related to us. So yeah. it doesn't have our DNA or our genes. Um, this mm. is what we're doing is we're helping grow a baby wow. um, for another family. So, um, you know, my, my daughter was a little bit quieter about it. She was fine, but had less to wonder about. And my son had a lot of questions and he was so excited. He was like the biggest cheerleader still is loves the updates. Um, even after she was born, they kept the same, like my daughter was, you know, happy to meet her. And that was, it yeah. was her reaction was neat. And my son was like, can I hold her longer? Can I, yeah, he was really, really connected, but in a way that he understood that this baby belonged to yeah. another family. Yeah. That's such a good way to like, think about it too. Like, I feel like I, I don't know what it is like for you, but I can feel like it can get blurry, but if you have already had those conversations, not even like with your kids, but with your spouse and with yourself, right. Of like, this is what this is. Then it does take away some of that. Like, what about this? What about that? All those like emotions. I'm sure they're still there once in a while, but at least it's like, this is what this actually is. And then okay. Well, do you have any advice for anybody who is considering being a surrogate? So it's a family affair. So I think it's important no matter how passionate you are about it. And absolutely, it's your body, it's your choice, but it's also, it impacts the whole family. Um, not just your spouse, but if you have other children, definitely there. Um, and finding community. So finding other surrogates, other people that have been through that experience. Um, you know, taking your time with legals and really thinking about, I mean, those contracts are done when you're pretty new in your relationship and you're all friends and you right. know that. Um, you know, you all have the same intentions in mind, but there are things that you don't necessarily think about uh, right off the bat, or yeah. it's going to be a different experience than carrying your own children. So, mm -hmm. um, for example, pregnancy leave after having had the baby. Well, I didn't really think about that with my own because I was off for right for five years with my son, but, um, so I didn't really think about, well, how long will it take to recover? And especially- right how soon would I feel great to be back to work and things like that. Um, so really taking your time and asking other people that have been in, in that position. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would not have even thought of that, but of course that would be, <laughs> you do need some recovery time. Oh my goodness. Yes, you do. So that yeah. Yeah, definitely is something to think about. So how do you feel now? I know you've mentioned a little bit about getting the updates and like the coming in the perfect times, but how do you feel like this experience has really sort of changed your life and even like your, your thoughts of motherhood? Yeah. So it's a couple things there. So, um, how has it changed my life? I feel accomplished. Like I, I often tell friends, like, I don't run marathons. I don't, you know, <laughs> you know, create big things or that sort of thing. But this was my marathon. This was my goal. This was something. Yes. And it's huge. Like it's so incredible. Oh it's my hard God. to be proud of yourself, right? It's hard yeah. to look back at an accomplishment and say, like, I really wanted to do that. It was a lot of work and it was a lot yeah. of intention. And, um, yeah, I'm proud of that. Um, I'm proud of teaching my kids and friends and family that maybe didn't know about surrogacy and the many paths to creating family, um, creating that awareness and saying that families are creating, created in so many different ways, um, open and normalizing that. Right. uh, Yeah. I like that so much. Oh my goodness. Um, do you have any like particularly like memorable moments about the pregnancy or the journey or that you'd like to share? Yeah. I mean, it, a lot of connection because the journey was not just mine, but it was the, the parents as well. Which is um, so, I think like I said, I keep, keep going in my head. I'm like, I love that you did that. Cause I feel like it was a relationship from the beginning. It sounds like this like magical, like, yeah, just, it was your yeah. own little community, right? Like, oh. absolutely. It was, it was going to appointments, everyone there, or when we couldn't, it was bringing my phone on FaceTime into the midwife's office and oh my goodness. making sure that everyone's part of it. It was, yes finding out the gender that the interaction, it's, it's not my child. So yeah. in this case, for the ultrasounds, we weren't able to have anyone in for appointments, but right. we weren't able to have them on FaceTime. Yeah. Um, so I was on my own, but I had the tech, the tech was interacting with the parents, um, revealing the gender, that sort of thing, because that wasn't my news. Right. Yes. Um, and being able to watch them grow that excitement and be part of the way I found one of those, um, heartbeat Dopplers, um, yes just off of marketplace. Um, so having that and then having them mm. open for a visit and letting them see live and being able to find the heartbeat and yeah. part of that experience. Those were awesome moments. Um, and then obviously like the biggest moment was giving them their child back. Right? Yes. Child to begin with, it was always there. So at the yes. birth, being able to just hand her over, um, yeah. that was obviously like, that's the whole goal. That was, yes. that was the warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, when you were pregnant, were you ever like, sounds such a weird question, but I'm like, were you nervous? Like, I feel like I, I mean, obviously I was always nervous when I was pregnant anyway, because you want to like take care of this baby, but I feel like taking care of a baby that's not even yours. Like, I don't know. Were you like, I'd be terrified. I don't know. I was more cautious for sure. Um, I feel like I've been pretty cautious with all of my pregnancies anyway. Yes. And it was like, well, you you could have a little bit of caffeine, but a lot. And it was like, right. nope, no caffeine at all. No, yeah. no stuffed cheeses. No, you know, so I was really, really careful in terms of diet and that sort of yeah. thing. Um, but it, I think even more so when it came to, so I guess, so I mentioned that meat was totally off the yeah. table. Um, and so it was a great learning experience finding other sources of protein and finding right. other because I needed of course, to, cause you need to get protein. Oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely. And so there were times yeah. that um, I felt like, so, especially when my iron was low, um, yeah. and I felt I'm responsible for this because I'm not eating enough sources of iron. So just trying to find other ways and trying to find ways to get it in and, um, yeah, little worries there. I mean, yeah, again, 
the VIPs were so reassuring, so yeah. supportive. It was never a concern. It was never that they would be upset or anything like that. Yeah. Did you find throughout this whole experience, like, are there some misconceptions about surrogacy that you think, like, um, people don't know this, don't know that. Like, that. Keep... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so many. So like the other, so in Canada, it is not legal to get paid for surrogacy. Um, right. So that was the biggest question, the biggest misconception. Am I doing yeah. it for the money? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That would not motivate me. Uh, like yeah. that wouldn't be a reason to do it. And that would actually be very conflicting. Right. Uh, no. So it's, you know, you don't get paid, but you do get reimbursed for pregnancy related ex- expenses. Okay. Um, a lot of misconceptions about what surrogacy is and how babies are conceived and that sort of thing. Um, so there's two different kinds of surrogacy. There's traditional surrogacy, which is very rare, um, but that's when you would use your own eggs. Um, okay. And it's a gestational surrogate where you would, um, the int- intended parents would have their own embryos made. So that is the most common. That's the yeah. route that I did. So I had no relation to the baby. It wasn't, it weren't, mm. wasn't my egg. So they actually used an egg donor. Um, so they had their own embryos created. Um, and then that was implanted. So no relation there. That was the biggest thing. And then the question about, you know, is it going to be hard to give away the baby? Well, I wasn't giving it away. I was, yeah, I was giving her back. Yeah. Right. I was just holding on to her. Um, like, like extreme babysitting, right? Like as much as I chat, I care for the children in my care when I go to work, this was the same thing. Right. Um, in absence of their own parents, I'm going to love them and take care of them and do everything I can to nurture them. Um, but they don't belong to me at the end of the day. I already have my kids. I already have, you know, my little kiddos and we were celebrating all these milestones of not needing babysitters anymore. And right. um, getting, I mean, having contributing members of the household that are doing all kinds of things around the house. I mean, I love babies, but we're, we're not at that stage anymore. Right. No, that, oh, that's so beautiful. And I like that. I think it just really goes back to how you had this, like, concept in your head like even how you explained it to me and to your kids I'm like I think that making that so clear of like how you said it is so beautiful like I was just holding on to them it wasn't mine I'm giving them back I'm not giving them away um that change word is very very important <laughs> there was another uh, one did, semantics. Oh, you what? um so in you had asked earlier just in a question you had said something very innocently about being a surrogate mother Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad you did because it's a great opportunity to open that up if you're okay I, with that. Oh my gosh, please. So I wanted to say, I am such a proud mother. Yeah. So proud of my kids and I'm a very proud surrogate, but I'm not a surrogate mother. And, and I, I think you can see from there because I love that. I don't want to minimize the yes. parents that this child has. And I love this kid and I would do anything for her, but I'm not the parent and I don't, I don't own that. I don't deserve, I haven't earned yeah. that. Um, I'm not the parent of this child. Um, but often that's, that term is used um, right. interchangeably and it, it just depends on how the person feels and that sort of thing. But yeah. in, in my opinion, I think that, yeah, I, I am a mother, but I'm a mother to my kids. And even when we differentiate it, like who are my kids? Well, my kids are the kids that I yeah. take home that belong to me and I care for me. Um, yeah. That's so cool. I love that. And I think, yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying that because I think that is a conversation that needs to be had, right? Sometimes words are used and things are used. And if you don't know any better, you're going to continue to use them. So I love that you said that because the moment you said it, I know, but even the moment you said it, I was like, yeah, that's right. Like it's, (laughs) it's such a clear 
point. And yeah, you don't because yeah, those parents, those are the ones that are taking care of that babe. You are, you are done. You, you absolutely. You're that nice, fun lady. Hey, see you later. Like <laughs> your your job is over. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um. So how did you take care of yourself physically and emotionally while you were pregnant? Uh, while I was pregnant, um, I mean, a lot of focus on eating really well and, <laughs> you know, sleep, that sort of thing. Prenatal yoga was probably my go-to. Yes. Uh, really enjoyed that. Enjoyed that so much that I'm continuing the non-prenatal <laughs> portion of the yoga with the same instructor. Um, that was really my biggest self-care and then just finding community, finding surrogate community, finding just friends that I could talk to. Um, yeah, establishing those support systems and then also trying to be proactive about, I didn't know what it was going to feel like. Um, I knew rationally that I felt totally great in my, about my decision, but hormonally, how was I going to feel afterwards? So what could I do to schedule, um, positive things for me, things to look forward to after the, after the birth. Um, so for me, I signed up for course. So I knew that I was going to take a little bit of time off work. I ended up taking about, of course you did. <laughs> Other um, people would have a vacation. You bought a course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I, I, I actually worried about too much downtime. So I knew that my body needed the time to heal, yes. but my mind wanted yes. something to a purpose to do. Okay. Um, so having that set up, having, um, just, peaceful go-to projects, things around the house. Um, yeah. So just look to be proactive with my healing afterwards. And once again, something I probably wouldn't have thought about, right? Like, but to like really plan ahead and get that all set and organized. And then I'm sure it just makes you, makes you feel much better about the whole scenario. (laughs) Oh, it's such a beautiful story, Megan. Like I can't, I can't even believe you did this, but I can, because I know you (laughs) and how, how wonderful you are. Um, before we kind of finish this conversation, um, I know we already talked a little bit about like the happy moments, but like the most rewarding moment for you, or is it just the fact that you did this? Like, cause it is pretty, like, I, I hope when you tell people this story, they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> because that is the reaction I feel like, I think this is such a beautiful story. The fact that you did this is incredible. So I hope you get that reaction when you tell people, I would actually make a shirt. I might even have a banner, <laughs> a bumper sticker. I don't know, but the most rewarding it's, it's not the wow. It's the, it's the people saying, oh, I've really been thinking about surrogacy and I'm glad I have someone to talk to. Right. It's the, like the, the wow is it's amazing and it's, it's sweet and it's kind and it's so well-meaning, but it's, it's real people that are struggling to build their family and we're having these real conversations and, you know, I'm like, not, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, but like, it's not a circus act, right. I mean, this isn't a cool thing. This is, yeah. this is real thing. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about it and it's quite stigmatized and I get a lot of like, well, I could never do that. And it's like, well, then you shouldn't, right? Like it's, that sounds really blunt. Um, but you have to, you have to know what you're going into. You have to be really, really clear about that. Um, but it, it's a real route. And for, for some families, that's their only option. Um, so being able to normalize that and being able to kind of flip that into conversation and not for the wow, but for the yeah. Let's chat about it. Yeah. Right. Like, let's talk. I love that. Oh my goodness. And I'm so happy that you are still, still chatting with the people in your community and sharing your story, obviously on my show and other platforms and groups. And, oh, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful story. Megan, is there anything else you want to share before we go? 
I think we talked about all the highlights. Thanks for letting me share my story. Oh, no. Thank you so much. This is such a special episode. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Megan. We really appreciate it. And thank you everyone for watching. Bye for now, friends.